Join me right now on Kumite TV is what many consider, or who many consider, the best flyweight in Australia, Shannon Ross. What's going on, Shannon? What's up, man? How are ya? Good, good. Uh, let's go back to your last appearance in the cage, ACB 88 in Brisbane. You defeated a Hex flyweight champion, Tough 27 cast member, Charlie Alanis. What did you prove by getting that dominant win over him? Oh, I think I just proved my spot in Australia as the number one flyweight. Um, Charlie, like you said, Charlie's the Hex champ. He's also was the XFC champ. I'm the Nitro champ. So, yeah, beating him sort of, I don't know, if you throw all the belts in the pile, I just walked out with three of them. So I'm the number one champ. Um, and now we get to move on to this next fight. A lot, of, I think a lot of... Um, Australian promoters and stuff counted me out of that fighter, so it was good to go in there and sort of. I took the fight to Charlie and I stood right in the middle and I, I pushed forward and he came at me and yeah, we did. We settled it like two two fighters and I think it was definitely the fight of the night. Um, definitely from the fans' perspective and everyone else that was there that seen it. So yeah, it was just a good hard fight and Charlie's an awesome dude as well. So it was good to get that one under the get that one in the win column. With that type of performance, you know, you are, you know, no doubt a top 10 flyweight for the promotion. What is the current status with you with, with ACB or ACA now since you have a multi-fight deal with them? Yeah, so straight after I beat Charlie, I sort of pushed out and said, like, if they want to bring the champ down to Australia, I'll fight. That's two fights in Australia that I've done for ACB. Um, I said straight away, I'll have another one here and they can bring... Um, Azkar out and he can defend the belt. I'll happily fight for the belt out here. Or we can do it in Russia or I'll just fight whoever they give me next. Um, looking at the rankings, they didn't really move me into a top 10 position, which would have been nice uh, to solidify that. Two fights, two wins, uh, KO to black belt in one round and then beat an ultimate fighter guy, Charlie Alanis, in, in three with a dominant uh, performance. So... Would have been good to go in those into those number ten rankings or even lower, but um, yeah. Now we're just waiting for a fight. I got offered something in um January, but it was just a little bit short notice. Um, so we'll look to maybe May or June if they come back with something soon. So yeah, that's where I'm at with ACA at the moment. So everything is good. Two more fights, two or three more fights left on my contract. So yeah, as soon as they're ready and give me a camp, I'll. Be ready to fight for him. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing, man. You have a contract with ACA. Most guys don't have any contract. They're just fighting one fight at a time, single fight contracts, which is kind of a shitty deal for a lot of guys. But now, you wanted to be active. You know, most fighters want to stay active. But 2018, you only fought once. Was it kind of a disappointing year for yourself? Yeah, 100%. Um, that's why this year I'm going to try to get real Back in 2018 was hard. We fought December of 17, and then I wanted to turn around quickly, maybe March or June, but I couldn't get anything. I, th I think a, a title fight on Nitro at Bantamweight with Chris Morris fell through. So then we pushed on to June with Charlie at ACB 88. We did that one, and then I kept trying to get another fight with ACB, but I just couldn't get anything. They sort of had a bit of a break, and some, some shows broke down, and they had their own things going on. On. So um, that's why we're back. That's why I've jumped back on the local scene at the moment with Eternal, just to 
to get some more fights and try to get active and get a bit of a streak going into into this year. ACB 88, that was last June. Have you been continually training or did you have some bumps and bruises you have to take care of? What was going on in that time? Uh, no, not at all. I've, I've trained the whole way through. Um, I've always trained when I don't have fights. It's just just how I am and who I am. I sort of Training is my escape from life and the mundane things we do with work and stuff. So that couple of hours a day training is my sort of my escape and where I get to refresh and feel free. So, yeah, I'm training and I'm growing and come March, I get to show all the new skills. You have a family. You have to, you know, you have little ones to take care of. Do you have a, yes, a job outside of fighting? Yeah, man, I, um, I'm a mechanic. I work full time, 40 hours a week. So, I've got that, then on top of that, I've got my fight training, and then on top of that, I've got the family and the kids. I've got two girls and a boy, and I've got another little baby on the way. So, yeah, my life's crazy, man. I'm busy. I, I don't have many spare hours in the day, man. Trust me. I'm, I'm non-stop. Yeah, man, that is a, a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, load of uh, work that you need to, you know, get in every day. But... You know, the yeah. future is looking bright for you. You got an opportunity coming up, like you mentioned, at Eternal MMA. It's for the flyweight title. You're taking on Paul Loga. Thoughts on him as an opponent? Paul's a legend. Um, he's a good dude. I, uh, I got to commentate him and watch him fight down in Adelaide on one of the Eternal shows last year. So, And I had a chat with him straight after the fight. Sort of told him some things where he could be working and some stuff to help him. And... Now the funny thing is we get to we get to trade off in uh, March. So um, he's tough. He'll come forward. He'll bring an exciting fight for the fans. And that's why I chose Paul because I know he'll be there on the night. He'll He's going to come. He's going to show up. I'm not going to put all this work in in this hard camp. And then two weeks or a week out, the guy pulls out and disappears. So, um, yeah, that's I'm, I'm excited. Paul's good, man. It's going to be a cracking fight. You said you always train, you know, when do you, when do you, how far out do you kick up your training, like get into a training camp and focus on the, the fighter in front of you? Um, we saw, we changed it up probably eight weeks out. We start looking, eight to six weeks out, we start looking more at the fighter and more at their tendencies and more sort of basing the fight around a particular person. So that's why, where I'm at and the level I'm at, especially within the local scene it's hard to take fights with just anyone and everyone because dudes disappear they fall out they and it's a lot for me to risk i'm at i'm number one so i'm sort of risking all this putting myself on the line um but i know paul will be there so it's good um i train full time so i'm always i'm always getting to upgrade skills without upgrading or without taking any damage or damaging the body or being in a diet for long long times at a um in a long time so i get to build the skills and then when we get to eight weeks out we get to uh, ramp it up and focus on the fighter what exactly do you ramp up when you're six weeks out is it the sparring is it the conditioning pretty much for this one we've changed a lot of conditioning and a lot of sprint work so for this camp it's all been it's all been regulated it's all been monitored it's all been it's all been um really really closely monitored i've been working with fight and fit physio with dean from there and jordan sullivan from the fight dietitian 
So I seen he was talking to you and he was telling you about the tests and stuff they've been running and that's all on me. So um, all that stuff that they, those guys have been doing, that's all for me and on my training and we get to use those use those tests and all the all the uh, all the data to correlate the training and build into the next week or the next phase or the next uh, session of training. So it's been really good doing that. Well, I guess you're kind of like a science project, and most people don't want to be a science project, but in this case, it's something good. It's a beneficial science project. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of people were asked to do this, and a lot of people didn't put their hand up. I was the only one. I said, yeah, I'll do it for you. I said, I'll, I'll put the extra workload on. I'll, I'll, do, I'll work full-time. I'll have a family. I'll train full-time, and I'll do all this extra stuff for you guys. But I love living like that. I love living in the chaos and the just everything is just go. So and I get to see the data. I get to I get to get the experience and all that stuff through the training and the data, so we can correlate and make make me better. So it's good. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I guess that's what separates you from everybody else is that you do have a family, you have a job, you have training, but you're the only one that raised your hand because i'm pretty sure a lot of other fighters they they're single they're just, all they do is train you know they probably have enough time to do whatever they want to do so it separates you yeah man i think um even from when i've when i first started fighting nearly 10 years ago now i've always worked full time i've always just i've worked i've trained hard i've won and i've done everything i've needed to do but what i see from doing that is when i finish fighting I'm already set up. I'm ready to go. I already own a house. I own a car. I own all my stuff. I'm life's, life's ready. So I don't have this big this big pressure on my shoulders that I have to make it fighting, if that makes sense. Because my life outside is so good, I'm ready to roll up with whatever I want to do. I'm happy. So then fighting fighting's easy. It's just a little bit of extra hard work. You seem very excited for this fight coming up. What type of performance are you expecting out of yourself? My best performance to date, I think. Um, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to try to dissect Paul. If that doesn't work, I'm just going to take him into deep water and drown him like I can do with nearly every other opponent I've ever fought. So there's, there's two game plans. There's adapt and overcome and outskill the opponent. Or there's take them into deep water and just drag them until they can't handle anymore and just put them away. All right, man. March 23rd, Eternal MMA 42, main event status. Flyweight title is on the line. Southport, Queensland, Australia. Shannon, thank you for your time and uh, good luck to you, sir. Thanks very much, John. Cheers for the call.